0: Listener Production.
1: Hello and welcome to Willow Talk. Adam Peacock here with Brad Haddon. As always, Hads,
0: hello again. Hello Adam, very excited today. We've got mm. one of the best in the business and bring a bit of common sense into the podcast today. We've had to listen to you a lot. So with two <laughs> wicket keepers in here today, this is going to be a very high rating show. Alyssa Healy, welcome. How are you?
2: <laughs> I'm very well and um, that was a very nice intro. So thank you. I'm looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, two keepers. Wow. I just, like, there's a... There's a lot of cunning in this room at the moment, a lot yeah, of yeah. a lot of abstract thought. It
2: doesn't bode well for you. How when, to win and yeah. how not
1: to lose. and We All don't that. lose. But another, <laughs>
0: before we start, <laughs> I want to bring something up. On Tuesday, we, we had Halloween and I don't know yep. if you guys dressed up. It's huge in our street now. We've got one guy that chases the kids down the road with a chainsaw. Oh, good. Um, everyone <laughs> dressing up. We've seen parents dress up. But you also get the family who think they dress up. And and, and I've seen mm. on Instagram one.
1: mm
2: Someone <laughs>
0: comes dressed in their golf gear I and s- claimed it as I'm dressing up for Halloween. I swear
1: to God, my 18-year-old son is here today. I swear on all of my children's lives, it's four of them, that the little one, the seven-year-old, I said, do you want me to dress up? And she said, yes, Dad, you can go as a golfer because that's what you do. <laughs> Had you just got home? I, from might, have, I might have played that morning.
0: <laughs> I might it's have about- played that morning. It's about the kids, remember? That's exactly. That's what I did. I anyway, followed the kid's instruction. A lot of parents go to a lot of effort. Good on them. You've had seven-year-olds before. You do what the 7 year olds say. just send them out in the traffic with a chocolate bar and
1: hope they come you home. You went as
2: golf, Dad. That's yeah. fine. Exactly.
1: You've got this to look forward to, by the way.
2: <laughs> golf, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Try and
1: find places. Uh, did you load up on the, the sugar or...?
0: No, my kids are a bit old. They they um they're not into it as as much as they used to be.
2: Okay, fair enough. They're also <laughs> athletes. Look at them. They wouldn't have even. They would have been yeah. asking for the apple.
1: So, had sat him on a ten k run while yeah. everyone else <laughs> is enjoying it. Ah, keep running. not doing glute work. <laughs> <laughs> now coming up on this show, we're going to preview Australia's next World Cup match, little one against England. Uh, we're going to have a look at the Jesse Ryder Cup as well. That the guys have been playing over there. Um, ask our famous guest, obviously, about her World Cup memories as well as plenty of good ones. I don't know how you're going to whittle them down. Chat some WBBL, of course. And we're going to do a keeper quiz with you two. Mm. Have you been told about this by producer Sam?
2: I may have had a small heads up, but I I wasn't sure of the question. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Okay, good. I'm nervous because I, I feel like another stitch up's coming. No, no, no <laughs> stitch up. I just have to sit back and let you two go for it. How competitive you both are—that'll that, be fun in itself. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love Better you. Be
0: sledging your <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's what I'm looking for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apple Podcasts, love it. If you could leave a review, only a handful short of 50 reviews. Keep them coming. we will love to get to the half century. And thanks to those on Spotify, we've hit the hundred ratings. So. Next up is 150. We're not going to throw our wicket away in that regard. But the World Cup, first of all, you would have seen all the the pictures and Mitch might have Mm. sent through some ones on WhatsApp as well. The Jesse Ryder Cup, they're playing, just to rub it in for you, they're they're playing a golf tournament mid-tournament as Mm. well. So they're playing cricket and golf. Yep. Wow. It's Mm.
2: been um, quiet on the WhatsApp the last few days because there's been (laughs) been more golf than anything else happening. So um, I didn't know that that's what it was called, the Jesse Mm. Ryder Golf Cup.
1: Yeah. Well, they've,
0: they've. Well,
2: you've just named that, that. No,
1: no, no. They they call it that. They've, they've tied it onto um, the Great Jesse Ryder Ryder Cup and tied it all in. But of course, you, you're sitting at home on the couch, twiddling yep. your thumbs or the, the thumb that you can at yeah. the moment. How are you after uh, the setback? Let let us say that and and ruled out of the WBBL.
2: Uh, I'm good. I'm progressing nicely at the moment. Just trying to um, keep it away from any infection. But yeah, look, it is what it is. It's one of those unfortunate accidents that might happen throughout your career that you never really think is going to happen, but. The three of us, so the two dogs and I have been sitting on the couch for the last week um, reminiscing on the good times and uh, <laughs> for putting the bad times behind us. But no, we're all good.
1: That's good. That's good. Have you had any out there injuries in your career, Did
0: Haven't we spoken about this? I got hit by a taxi.
1: That's right. Yeah, we <laughs> spoke about that with Ryan Harris the other day. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, got, I did my knee playing paintball. Yeah. And I've never played a game of soccer in my life and I did my knee trying to do an overhead scissor kick to win a one-all game between the Nerds and Julios.
1: See, that's a – what side were you on, by the way?
0: Nerds. Yeah. All keepers
1: are on the Nerds, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but we lost. Is Nerds Julios – that was a thing from the, the war era, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the The Steve War – Mark War era, not another era. Yeah. Like that,
0: but, um, Jason Gillespie started that and, and that's sort yeah. of been passed down to generations. But I tell you what, it's hard to find nerds now mm-hmm. in the modern game. There's a, there's a lot of Julios around. Yeah, everyone's shaving their
1: legs and yeah. this isn't the boys' team we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The the women's team, do they have a nerds v. Julio's type situation?
2: We tend to just go young v. old, which really isolates the old people. But we (laughs) actually – and we beat them, I think, a little bit more than what we should. The young girls have no idea. I don't think they've played enough team sports growing up, a lot of ball sports. We we know how to move and get into space. They have absolutely no idea. We have gone the public school v. private school one one day, but – that one got a little bit controversial, so we put that one
1: away. A controversial as in like you started sledging each other about yeah. the, the, the type of car that your parents drive and all the, of that?
2: There was sledging and what like what did a co- Catholic school constitute and all this stuff. So it ended up getting a little bit <laughs> narky. Yeah, we put yeah. that one away.
0: <laughs> well, the private school ones wouldn't be able to cover drive. They can only cover drive anyway. <laughs> yeah. They can't play off their bodies. <laughs> I, I say that to my son every day. <laughs> he goes, Dad, he said, I said, mate, all you do is practice your cover drive. I said, every, <laughs> all time, the we, stuff. <laughs> yeah, every time we got, uh, say, an Ed Cowan or a private school, school kid in the net. you just mm. bowl up their body and did they squeal? <laughs> it was great. Well,
2: I mean, I, I would like to debunk that because the first, uh, when I played for the, the boys team at Barker, the first game we played against Knox, I don't know if you remember Rob Edwards who was coming through yeah. there. This the system. First ball I went out there against Knox, I was batting like six or seven. Ball one halfway down and hit me right in the boob. Yeah. So we learnt pretty quickly how to play off your hip because they weren't yeah. having anything of it. So I debunked Mate. that, thank yeah.
0: you. It, it would have been a fluke that the ball got to your hip because they all just lob it up on a length for each other <laughs> and they, everyone cover drives and their dad claps and says, oh, my kid's going to be the next kid that plays for yeah. Australia and gives another 100 the boundary grand to the, was, yeah,
2: the Yeah, the boundary, <laughs> boundary was 40 metres, so yeah. I get it, yeah.
1: You were the first, one of the first, if not the first, girl to play in a boys' Private school competition. Yeah. that's just popped in my head. Out of
2: I think it may out. have been the first Meg Lanning did it. Like maybe the year after she played for Casey Grammar down in Melbourne. But yeah, I did it for Barker, and we won the comp that year. So suck it.
1: But that's walking into an establishment that is like an established order. So did you <laughs> cop it in any way, shape, or form? Or you, you know, you were yourself and you just let did everything bounce off?
2: Yeah, I copped it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Some kid. Did actually. you give
1: it? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I um one of the young. Young guys, he played underage career for New South Wales. Um, Louis Talley and I went at went at it hard one day on the field because I think I nicked one, got caught behind and the umpire, gave it not out. We ended up winning the game or held on for a draw or something like that. And he absolutely went at me for about an hour out there because I was hanging on and I was pissing myself. I thought it was hilarious. But the best one I heard was we played against Shaw up at Barker and um, in like a practice game. And I walked out to bat and obviously I obviously had like a low bun pony mm, situation. Yeah. And I was marking centre and the guy at first slip goes, oh, nice mullet, mate. And I turned around and he was like... (gasps) oh shit <laughs> I'm so sorry and I was like you're an idiot like, and no one said anything after that they had no idea what to do so it was yeah it was more fun than the sledging I loved it it was awesome
1: you walked in there with a thick skin anyway or that developed yeah. a thick skin no
2: I knew what I was getting myself into I played boys yeah. cricket my whole life so I knew what I was getting in, myself into it was more um, from my mates at school I, mm. one of my best mates um, I kept him out of the keeping job in the first and he hated it yeah. um, I actually found my shirt from school um, the other day and he wrote on it, you you were always better. Like <laughs> So he finally let it go. But um, no, it was fine. I, I enjoyed every moment.
1: But that must have accelerated your development so much, playing against the boys. Well,
2: it's funny. No, I've just debunked it. But I actually discovered, I think I learned my cover drive at, at school cricket because we actually didn't play a lot of Red ball cricket coming through. We played a lot of one-day cricket and we had to play two-day cricket and the boys just bowled outside my off stump and swinging the ball away. And I yeah. didn't really... Initially, I didn't really have much answer to that because all I did when I was younger was play off my legs and hit through the leg side. But yeah, all of a sudden I had to work out how to play through the offside and I think I I developed my cover drive better.
1: How good. Now, speaking of sledging and thick skins and thin skins or whatever you want to call it, Dave Warner, he was asked um, through the week if the so-called doubters were fueling him and Warner said, no. I just make everyone look stupid, which sounds like a very David Warner thing to say, basically, straight down the line. What do you make of that, Hats? Yeah,
0: interesting comments. I don't think anyone's ever doubted Davey's form in the white ball form of the game. Mm. Um, We're in this World Cup, he's, he, he can be argued as, as one of our top players ever to play in this form of the game. I think where all that was was his performance over the last 24 months in test cricket. He had high standards. He probably wasn't meeting those in, in test matches, but... This is David Warner through and through. He, he wants everyone to be against him. He, he plays his best like that. He, he wants to be in a contest. It doesn't have to be just with the 11 players out mm-hmm. in the field. It, it can be with everyone. So he's on a roll at the moment, and this is the way he fuels himself.
1: We mentioned it earlier in the week. He looks just him again. Like, mm-hmm. it, remember 2019, he was t- poking around and being nice and playing with a big grin on his face. That's not David Warner. <laughs> <laughs> David Warner's the bloke who walks out with a scowl and hits you over mid-wicket.
2: Yeah, well, he's nicknamed the Bull for a reason, I guess, and they've yeah. they've kind of unleashed it. But I loved the other night what Travis Head brought to David Warner's game, and that was just he completely relaxed him. When Travis mm. Head's at the other end whacking them over mid-wicket as well, it kind of gave David Warner the right to to do the same thing, whereas I think early on in the tournament, yes, he was making runs, but they were a little bit circumspect up the top, which made him – Sort of had to play a slightly different way, but mm. um, Travis head back in the team just makes that opening combination pretty formidable, which is fun to watch.
1: And as mentioned, they've had a, a few days off, so they've had a golf tournament. So is this a regular thing, guys? When you're when you you, <laughs> you get the schedule, I think we've touched on this before, had you get the schedule and you go right beauty, seven days between <laughs> games there. Uh, here we go. Let's let's get the plans Whoa. in place. It, it's a long
0: tournament, and, and the breaks probably come at a perfect time for them all. Hmm. You, you've got to stimulate your, your athletes throughout the tournament. You can't have them up for the whole time because tournament play is about peaking at the right time. And, and they would have had a, a great time with the Jesse Ryder Cup. They they would have had draws. There would have been a lot of banter leading in. So what it would have done is relax the boys for the next couple of days. It would have also given bragging rights for the rest of the tournament. <laughs>
2: they,
0: the guys who won. And, and, and you, you want to hope that a, a Warner's team loser on Maxwell so you can just nip away at them for the next couple of weeks to, <laughs> to build a bit of banter in the group. But it, it came at a perfect time. They, they, they played really good cricket. they got to reset now and, and get ready for England. But... That that would have had a good couple of days.
1: Is this what happens on a tour? You get the schedule and you go, the the second thing booked after the, you know, the tickets to the airport and all that (laughs) is the day you're playing golf and where you're playing golf, like on an Ashes tour, for instance?
2: Yeah, I think where our schedule seems to be a little bit more compact than what the boys are just because simply they play test cricket so they tend to get a few more days break. But, yes, I can say in our household, so my husband Mitch is the commissioner, so he <laughs> organises it. So I'm <laughs> well, aware of, okay, yeah. <laughs> well aware of um, – the amount of work that goes yep. into it, he actually puts a lot of time and effort into it. They've got jackets, they've got shirts, they've oh, got God. everything. Um, <laughs> drum and golf, I think, helped him out a little bit. But
1: Oh, they wouldn't have paid for anything, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, <laughs> it sounds next, like a cricket. It's a next level <laughs> set-up over there. And like, like you said, I'm, I'm glad they're enjoying themselves, having a good time because it is such a high-pressure tournament, especially over in India. Not everything goes your way, that's for sure.
0: And, mm. and you need to reset, don't you? you? You can't ask your players to be on the whole time. Mm. Otherwise, you see teams and they'll start to fatigue at the the back end of the tournament. It it is an interesting spot at the moment. There's a lot of pressure to home World Cup. They're playing as good as cricket as anyone. Mm. It's whether they can hold that sort of intensity for the whole tournament. Had they had opportunities to get home? Had they relaxed a bit? Because you you can't hold your your form for for that long normally. So, mate, they, they would add a couple of beers, the banner would have been great. I've seen the staff were there as well. They, they need a break after planning for the, the first stage of the tournament and
1: they'll get this done, they'll recess and we take on England. And they can eat some good food, not only from the the team chef, but Marcus <laughs> Stoinis has got a personal chef over there. That's when you know he's doing all right with the IPL muller as well. But no, it's it's fair play to him. He wants to be as professional as possible. So he's got his guy there to, to, to cook him up what he needs on a, on a day-to-day basis. What's the most extravagant thing you've seen a teammate do, in terms of whether it be home comforts with them on tour, or in terms of going down the path of professionalism? You're giggling and you're not uh, sure if you can say what yeah, you want to oh yeah, say. Well, correct? I'm, I'm unsure.
2: <laughs> well, from all reports, it's Kale Rahul's Chef. Yes, um, that he's got in right. So I mean, that's kind of cool that they've formed a bond. That Kale Rahul said, "Here you go, have my chef for six weeks while we're playing against you in a World Cup." Pretty cute, but. Look, I've seen some odd things over the years. I mean, and not odd in terms of like pillows or coffee machines or whatever, but I have seen uh, like a comfort, like a stuffed animal carried around by an international cricketer and that one did me. Not me. Oh, no, 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 I'm not going to name them because um, they're actually a cracking human, but I've seen a stuffed toy on tour and I'm like not having that.
1: But that wasn't a like a you're the goose of the wheat, you've got to carry that no. around. It's a, I think like that was
2: like some sort thickness. of anxiety thing, but I was no, like, teddy bear no, type thing. Okay. a year 12.
1: Well, well okay. I've seen – No, i 32. On tour, <laughs> I've
0: seen guys take their own physio, yeah. breathing machines. On a, this is on a men's tour, yeah. tanning machines. Yeah. Who? Can't tell yeah. you. Oh, no. I'm not telling you. That's a for no. Um Brad Steamers, home. no way in the world. <laughs> <laughs> steamers, so their um, shirts are right for the test match. But the interesting, we we took um, personal chefs or a team chefs on a, on a couple of overseas tours mm. when I was coaching, and we we were having a coaching meeting. I think it was about one a.m. at the bar one night, and, and we're coming back to the rooms and. The chef was walking to the players' rooms with schnitzel burgers, pizzas, home like uh, Australian meat pies. That he made. and we said, "Well, who, who's this for?" He said, "Oh, this is what the players have been ordering." So we're in a high-performance environment. <laughs> Nutrition's important, and how they're using the chef is to get the home comforts, like the schnitzel, <laughs> the meat pies, and, and pizzas. So, is this
1: directly after a game?
0: But this was the whole way through oh, the, the whole game. Way through. <laughs> yeah, th- this we we didn't know to the back end of the tournament. So. We, we didn't test them at, at the end to, to see where their skin folds and, and everything yeah. was at. But, yeah, that they took advantage <laughs> of the, the chef. But Marcus Soynis did this during IPL mm. as well. He, yeah. he had his, his own chef there. You, you can understand. You've heard um, the English soccer players do it. And he's big part of his game. He's keeping his body up to uh, up to the standards needs. He's had a couple of soft tissue injuries and, and maybe the – the chef and the foodie just gives him that little bit of an edge to, to play as long as he can.
1: Did you ever take um, a hairdresser to do your peroxide in your hair? I, I told
0: you what happened there. It was a very hot summer <laughs> yeah. and we went to the beach a lot for recovery.
1: Yeah, in Canberra, four yeah, summers Queen in Indian. a row. And,
2: and Queen, yeah, no, uh, right. accidental lemon juice in the hair too. I accidentally <laughs> dropped the thing of lemon juice on my head and next minute no, it, was it was blown. It was a
1: hot, hot summer. Has anyone taken the hairdresser with them? Well, you, po- you probably have contacts in the yes. cities you're going to. Yes, Yes someone has taken yes yeah it has as well, yeah. Gi- during IPL in Dubai when we are in
0: lockdown mm, yeah. teams right. brought hairdressers in wow
2: yeah they paid them to do like the quarantine yep. the 10 days quarantine and then they were in there for like one day's work it was the, next level the
0: indian boys like they're, they're big on their hairstyles aren't they like they, well, they're the big younger is, ones yeah. um and every, and yeah they had some but what what was good about it though is you're in there and, and you got bored and some of the haircuts. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: got a bit out there, <laughs> out there. But
0: I could probably go into a few more things that I've seen on tour. But they're they're the most extreme. A tanning machine was interesting. I've got
1: it. Like before we, whenever a listener kick us out of the studio here and say, right, guys, that's enough of Willow Talk forever. I've got to get out of you. Who had the tanning machine?
2: I think we should you should do a poll and like to see who everyone thinks it might be because I reckon people would be quite close to that answer, I think, if I you reckon just dive into it a little you bit. you keep this
1: up, you're going to get producer Sam out of a job and you're taking over with the ideas here. So uh, look at Sam, he's nodding away. So, yeah, we're, we're doing that. Mate. Here's the poll, everyone. Vote away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got my ideas, but we'll, we'll leave Who it out there. Who's yours? Huh? I'm not going to give it up. Oh, look, we all love him, but SK Warren has got to be a candidate for it. He just laid in his sunbed yeah. True, <laughs> He just went out to the hotel pool. Now, we'll, uh, we'll put it out there and we'll come back with some answers <laughs> potentially. Back to serious stuff, Australia, England. Firstly, England, Matthew Mott, a bit under the pump, big article in the Times again today. David Milan saying that well, it's not his fault, he's not playing. And that's always the one where players who like the coach come out and protect the coach. But is it down to him? Or is it something else you know him so well obviously you're not gonna I've got a fair idea what the answer is going to be here
2: uh well we both do really yeah. I mean I think everyone's been in contact with Moddy over the last week just to check mm. in to see if he's okay and he's he's going well he just says we just need a win like just mm. to get things going but no I don't think it is his fault I mean this is probably the most pressure that he's ever been under in a sporting team I mean he's sort of he's been really lucky with the coaching gigs he's had so far the teams have been really successful. There is a lot of scrutiny on them. They just look a little bit gun-shy at the moment about the style of play that they want to play. It looks like leading into the World Cup, they were really defined as to the way they wanted to go about things and all of a sudden you get to India and the wickets aren't as conducive to that style of play and they're second-guessing themselves and that's mm. what it looks like. Their bowling's okay. Their batting's just been sort of the talking point and it's just people not digging in there and, and making the the big runs that they need to, to do to win games of cricket. So, yeah, I don't think that's Monty's fault. I think when you get in my opinion, and when you get to a head coaching role at an international level, it's not so much about the coaching anymore. It's about man management and mm. getting everyone in the change room on the same page and, and together and, and working together as a unit. And whether that's what's letting the team down or not, I mean, Owen Morgan came out and said that there's some sort of divide going on, but it is what it is. But I think that's where mody has got his work cut out for him. Yeah. Well,
0: what's Moddy's style? He, he's I've had him a little bit at New South Wales. He, he's pretty relaxed. He, he keeps things pretty simple. He's not going to kick chairs or throw chairs around the change room. Has he got a blow up in him or it, will he get around individuals or, or keep things pretty simple?
2: I think he'll keep things pretty simple. I think as you watch him um, probably on Saturday night, that chewing gum will get more and more yeah. <laughs> vigorous. But um, <laughs> he's pretty cool, calm, and I think he he kind of understands it. He gets it. But I think then again you put the, the pressure of a World Cup and the scrutiny on the line and mm. whether that cracks people, I'm not sure. But I think he'll keep the messaging really simple I think they know what they've got to do to, to win games of Cricket England. It's just going out there and believing you can do it. Oh.
1: Yep. He's been, been a magnificent secret agent so far. No, just
2: kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> He'll come <laughs> back to Australia. Not. Don't worry. He'll yeah. yeah, get it back.
0: Well, what's interesting I find about this is two days before Owen Morgan came out and, and said something's not right in the camp and, and yeah. he's got a, an eye and an ear in the camp. Uh, He's a very influential figure when they won it in 2019. He still spends a lot of time around the team. And then this article comes out the next day. So to me, they're just looking for someone to blame. The the easy target's the Aussie. Let's go at the Aussie. But Marty will keep things calm. The the one thing I'd like to really have a look at is I I think Ben Stokes, I've said it before, has made a huge difference. So Ben Stokes comes into a team that's been successful and and changed the way one day cricket was played for Mm for four years, he comes in, he, his style doesn't really suit the way this team's playing at the moment. So he comes in, all of a sudden, he misses the first three games, so you've got to make a double change. And th- then the plans have gone out the window. So that there is a little bit of uneasiness in the camp, I think, with maybe Ben Stokes coming back into the fold.
2: For me, it's they talk a big game about playing this dynamic form of cricket and we can, like, baseball all day long, right, in the yeah. test game. But this is a different format. But they've kind of preached that style of play for a long period of time. And then you don't play Jason Roy and Harry Brook, who are two of the most exciting cricketers Mm. in the world. Whether they're in form or not, it doesn't matter. They kind of encapsulate how you're trying to play the game. And then when they're not playing, it kind of, then it makes you second guess, well, what are they trying to do? Are they worried about their lineup? And then all of a sudden, maybe that sneaks into the camp, whatever it might be, but... Yeah, I found the whole chat and narrative leading into the World Cup about different teams. I found England's one really interesting.
1: Just feels like a complete aberration, given what they did in the T20 World Cup, given the explosiveness that they have. Josh Butler looks a shadow. This is a guy that knows the Indian conditions so well. He's getting things wrong as a captain. It it just feels like it's just a a one-off at the moment. So we'll see if they can turn it around. When you're
0: planning for these events, if you have a look at Butler's record in India, it's actually not very good. Yeah. And they've got him batting in the middle order where he's got to start to spin. He can be brutal when he's 40 or 50 not out to spin. So in the IPL, he's had all this success up the top of the order. Yeah. And sometimes the tough calls to make, say, a Milan, for example, yeah. he's played well at time, but is he as explosive as Butler? No. Because if Butler hits you for two falls, all of a sudden your field changes, your bowler's mindset changes. So to me, I'm putting him up the order. Well, they have to now. They've got to do something different because if they lose this game against Australia disappointing and quite funny. (laughs) They they miss out in the Champions (laughs) Trophy in 2025 (laughs) in Pakistan. So they've got to do something different and I'd put it on the senior players. Butler, go up the top. Stokes, maybe he doesn't fit this group. Get
1: Harry Brook in to to face a newer ball rather than start in the middle. Quick one on what Australia needs to do right, especially to just not allow England a a way in. I mean, the the new ball bowlers at the moment, have had one... Success and that was against India who turned it around, obviously. But that's the area where we're waiting for something to happen, to, to have a team four for hardly any after mm. 15 overs. So is, is that the way through England, just put immediate pressure on them straight away with the, with the pill?
0: Yeah, I'm not worried about our, our new ball bowlers. I'm a little bit worried about our middle order batting. After the start we got the other night with Head and David Warner, Mitch Marsh worried me the way he played. Mm. His, his role is not to... To build an easy... Poke his, around. Yeah, yeah. His, his role is to put the ball in, in the second tier. If he gets caught at long on, I'll, I'll live with that. And Steve Smith can show your batsman craft in the middle, then work through those middle overs. So they've got a little bit of a, some decisions to make actually in mm. the middle order on how they want to play. So new ball, I'm not worried about it. They'll, they'll get it right. As the tournament goes on, we'll, we'll see the wickets play differently. So that, that'll that all sort itself out. But this England team, you can throw all the form out now. Mm. They don't like us. There's a lot of bad blood with the best, though. So if two people go off here, we, we could be in trouble. So this is a dangerous game for us.
2: Yeah, I actually was saying that to Moddy. I said it wouldn't surprise me if you come yeah. out and smack Australia because it's it's one of those situations, and we saw it in the ashes as well to an extent, when you give a team nothing to lose, they come out firing and that's exactly almost the spark that they need to ignite their, their mm. World Cup. And it's not that they're going to make the finals, but there is a lot of stuff on the line for them. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, but uh, I... I think we need new ball wickets. Uh, I genuinely yeah. do. I, I'm not as concerned either, but I think we need early wickets to get into that the susceptible middle order that England have got at the moment as well.
1: Now Mitch's streak's over as well. He can refresh and go in with the clear. You heard about the streak wicket. I'm <laughs> yeah. bringing it up here. About yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I don't well,
2: think anyone, uh, everybody else seems to care about that. I don't think he'll mind too much.
1: No, he just cared about winning I the I Jersey Cup. Things, yeah. a, a few things with the new ball. <laughs> I, I would give
0: Patty a go. Actually with the new ball. Instead of? Uh, no, um, Josh. Yeah. I, I think you can use Josh's height through the middle overs because mm. we've seen the wicket speed. if you own the stumps as a fast bowler with Josh's height, you get that inconsistent bounce. So I, I would give him a go during the middle, use Paddy to have a crack with the new ball, see if he can get something different. Do they have to play different to, to Paddy than they do to Josh? That might open Starkey up to to swing the ball and not mm. worry about what he's got to do. So I, I would just try little things like that.
1: Well, since the last World Cup, Australia have won five of six one-day internationals against England. And at World Cups overall, Australia has won six of nine. Pretty good record. Famously in India in 1987 in the final. All on Mike Gatting's reverse sweep. Uh, speaking right. of World Cup memories, our esteemed guest here, I'm just going to roll through this. This will be a while actually. Uh, I'll this get This be a while. So she's won... World Cups, one-day World Cups in 2013 and 22, T20 World Cups in 2012, 2014, 2018, 2020, 2023, plus the Com Games gold medal in Birmingham. World Cup. 2013. You can maybe give us some stories because Hads always tells the stories of the 2005 Ashes, one of the great things. and best ever. W- which one was the Windies? 2007? 2007, yeah. Yep. Tourists. Played yes, one well. game on both. Jody Fields was playing in 2013. <laughs> was it similar stories here yep. or you're too young and inexperienced for that new to it all?
2: No, similar stories. <laughs> um, yeah, I got up to some real shenanigans throughout that World Cup <laughs> <laughs> and had the absolute best time of life, as good as you can have in India. Um, so
1: that was your favourite World Cup?
2: <laughs> Actually the 2018 uh, in the West Indies was probably one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, that was good fun. And 2010 with this mob in um, the West Indies as well when the boys um, – What was the crossover, played, was it? They played the final before us and lost, sadly, but um, we played after them in <laughs> –
0: And lost your match, Fee.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we played after them in Barbados and they all hung around and watched and then yep. we partied on at the Hilton afterwards. I remember the next morning uh, a Brad Haddon throwing Sean Tate's minibar out the window into the pool, so –
0: we're, we're, no, everyone wanted a drink, and they said, have you got any he mini He was throwing yeah, the
2: Snickers down, everyone in the pool. Like,
0: there you go, there's <laughs> the, I the vodka. Meant the actual fridge. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no the Zeppelin style out there. It's not a, not a rugby league <laughs> <laughs> yeah. trip.
2: Well, we were all recovering yeah. by the pool, and there's um Hadz sharing us with snacks from Sean Tate's room. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Keep
1: going. Drink the vodka, have the bourbon. Match fee. Hang on. Back up the bus. What happened? You lost your match fee.
0: Now I got nicked on the... On the love handle and, and given yeah. out, caught behind. Yeah. And it walked off. It didn't blow up. Yeah. Then they said, did you hit that when you get off as everyone's? I said, no, no, look at the mark. And they caught me on camera and I, I got called in after the game and, and said, oh, you've
1: lost your match. What, for complaining to your teammates that you got? Yeah. For showing dissent.
2: Oh, my word. What? what? Yeah. Were you already off the field? Mm. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. God, how much was that?
0: Too much. Kids um, in need for the week.
1: 2020 World Cup, player of the final as well. And then that amazing day over in Christchurch. Was that the day where you were most in the groove, 170? You just well, strike rate of about 130, 140 as well.
2: <laughs> it was one of those days that everything just seemed to click and yeah. you don't have them throughout. Well, I don't. Um, some people do, but you don't have that very often throughout your career. So... Yeah, everything I just sort of seemed to try that day came off, which, mm. you know, I'm really lucky for. But I was absolutely knackered. I'm not the fittest human being on the planet, but I was <laughs> knackered in the break and I've never felt more like a princess in my life. I was lying on the on the chair in the change room. I had one physio and one arm because I had cramps all down my forearms. <laughs> she was massaging one arm. I had the doctor massaging the other arm. I had Georgia Redmayne making me smoothies to try and get me back out there to keep. But I've ne- never felt more like a drama queen in my life. But, I mean, it's also... One of the most amazing days of cricket that I've been a part of.
1: I can't remember. Did you keep the first over? Were you out there? Yeah, from the I was start? out there. Of oh, course. That's a silly of question. Course. Don't look at me like got that. A stomach, oh, got a my, catch. Yeah. I Had a
2: great day. It was <laughs> just and Natsiva made some unbelievable runs for England chasing that yeah. will go down as like you know the most unluckiest hundred in <laughs> yeah. in World Cup history. But um, it was just an amazing day of cricket. I thought it was awesome.
1: So you got the World Cup next year in Bangladesh.
2: Yeah.
1: I was reading before Vanuatu are at the last stage of they're a chance of qualifying. That's so cool. Vanuatu, in it. I think there's two spots left for pre-qualifying. There's eight eight of the ten filled um, by the big guns, obviously, and yeah. they're having these qualifying tournaments. I think teams like USA, Scotland, Netherlands, who have done okay in the men's side of things. So it's good to see it's expanding a little bit by bit, even though that might be totally overhauled when they get there.
2: Well, I think the USA will be a really important one with the Olympics coming up. They're going to have to obviously partake in that. So hopefully they can qualify for some big events. before. So
1: then. on that, is that a carrot for you?
2: No way! I'll be thirty-eight. No way, coach. So what? Oh uh, Actually, well, Susie Bates and I were talking the other day about maybe we'll just go as the fifteenth player. So we'll go. <laughs> as, like, anyway. um, so, like, won't, won't captain? will we keep it? geez, I can make some good Gatorade, and then we'd just end up going to all the events <laughs> instead of actually going for cricket. So that would be kind of cool, but an amazing event. I mean, how how cool for the young girls now to have something like the Olympics to aspire to.
1: We'll, we'll talk a bit about the WBBL um, shortly, but just one last one before we have a bit of a breather. So th- there was nothing that came through your mind there, go, oh, 2028, 20, can I? Can I? No. I, I, Gold medal in an Olympics? Like, you, you done, look, you read through
2: here. Keep like, the gloves up, just no, pinch because her at Because if it says silver medal in the Olympics, I won't be as happy. So I'm happy to walk away while we're successful. Still a medal? No, that sounds – that sounds, but I'm 38. Like, I'll be 38 by then. I mean, I think my well and truly my time is done. So I'm happy to let somebody else have a proper crack.
1: Mm. We'll talk around. I'll yeah. again
2: in two years. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> we'll see. We won't put that to bed yet. That's got to be – you think about everything you've done in, in cricket. We, we were in lockdown and the Olympics was on. You um, had a year
1: off in the middle yeah. of your career
0: with lockdown. Yeah. Think yeah. of it that way. I think it aged so me. really you're going to be only 37. Oh. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I, I just think it would be amazing to, to be a part of we, – we, we didn't get the opportunity to, to do it, to, to be a part of an Olympics mm. – yeah, to be up there getting Olympic goals, yeah. Obviously, Stark, brother, mm. he's trying to do the same thing. Oh, I
1: reckon that's a huge carrot. Well, I reckon, yeah, I can see it now. 2027 20, HADS, yeah. Sorry, ads. I can't really do Willow talk much now. I'm, I'm going into the coaching sphere, <laughs> team management. We're we'll both be over there, there at pressure. some point, you watch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back in a sec. We're going to play a keeper quiz shortly. Oh WBBL, sponsored by your mate Don Nash. The weather. Uh, <laughs> <Weber>, the WBBL. <laughs> so, we're mid tournament, we're rolling along, and some great audiences as well. I mean, a bit of controversy, some mm. great cricket as well. How do you see it placed at the moment?
2: Yeah, really interesting. I mean, the teams are really evenly matched. I know it looks like the Brisbane Heat are sort of running away with something at the moment, but I think the nature of the competition is that all the teams are, are really evenly matched at the moment, and it's going to be really close coming into the pointy end of the competition. Yeah, the controversy is not ideal. I mean, the whole technology fiasco, it's there, let's use it, let's get the decisions right or let's get the umpiring to the standard that it deserves to be. But um, it is what it is and those conversations will take place over the next 12 months leading well, into the next one, I I've th- I
1: think I've read that they're going to have them on there. I haven't totally confirmed it, but they're, they're looking at having them there. But I, I get the feeling with umpires, and it's the same in other sports as well, because technology's come in, it's – like a, it's like the teddy bear for your old teammate. There, it's the the security thing for the umpire that they don't really need to be as sharp as they used to be. So things like that are going to continue to happen if you've got this. Oh yes, this game has the third umpire. This game doesn't because the umpire can't all of a sudden switch on and switch off like that. Ooh. I know you're looking at me strange, but that yeah. that's a subconscious thing for the umpire.
0: Yeah, I don't think it is what it is. I, I think in this in the modern day game, we've got all the technology available. Just use it. It takes out these howlers. We don't. We don't want to be talking about decisions that cost games. We we seen a little bit of that in the Rugby mm. Union World Cup, where we've seen red cards and yellow cards in in your marquee events. So yeah, yeah but you've they've got just got too many
1: rules that sport. Yeah,
0: they, they do. <laughs> but you don't want to be talking about it. You, you no, want to be talking don't. about the about the product. we've seen some unbelievable talent on show. The the one player I want to talk about, Grace Harris, must be fun to play with.
2: <laughs> she. Yeah. I mean, I'm out on the field, thankfully, and I don't have to hear her all the time, but she is just like a unique cricketer. Very unique. She's not
0: the one that you get to the point where you say, Grace, I need some time away.
2: She does it to herself. That's the beauty of it. So (laughs) she actually puts herself in a timeout. So because she's over the last little period, she hasn't played in our T20 team. So she sits on the bench and does an amazing job gives herself timeout. So she'll go and go and go for five minutes and then yeah. the other benchies sitting with her are just like, clearly have had enough. And she goes, righto, that's enough. I'll go and put myself in a timeout and goes and sits on her own.
1: So w- when she's out there and you're keeping up to the stumps, for instance, is, yep. is she yep. constantly She's
2: commentating of, her own...
1: The whole time. Yeah,
2: her own innings. But it's all like, it's just grace. It just encapsulates her and you're actually better off playing with her with against, than against her because A, she's very good. But be like it drives you nuts as the mm. opposition player because she's like hits a six and she tells you it's a six as well and you're like ah mm. but when she's on your team it's all good.
1: Hads has got a massive. I think everyone in Australian cricket does as well. Uh, Phoebe Litchfield, okay. can you place where she's exactly at through someone who's been there and done that? She's at the start of her career, obviously.
2: She is exactly what everybody's saying, and I think that's really cool. And it's really, um, it's great for Australian cricket that we've got someone like her. I mean, my biggest worry for her is. That pressure and that um, external pressure, but also the, the internal pressure that she puts on herself to have to perform. I mean, mm. I watched the other night; she played an unbelievable knock, um, ran her the night out, and shook her head for the next twenty odd balls about you know what had happened. So, I think if she can somehow find a way to compartmentalize and and just go with the flow a little bit more and relax into it, I think she's going to be you know one of those once in a generation Meg Lanning sort of types that just will break every record under the under the sun, but. I think she's just, you know, we got to remember she's 21, and yep. the weight the weight of the world's on her shoulders at the moment. And if we mm. want her to get to to 34, 35, and have an illustrious career, we need to take some of that pressure off her.
0: I've got a way to fix that. I don't like seeing Phoebe at the Thunder, so <laughs> okay. I, I think listen Let me to guess all what that colors. Maybe she needs to be around the senior players, around Heelzo, Hillso- Perry, Melbourne Stars, Ash. <laughs> well, I think what needs to happen. I'm looking at these lists there, and yeah. the Thunder above the Sixes yeah. doesn't happen. So our senior players in the Sixes need to start bullying the Thunder girls a little bit and get them the ones we want <laughs> to the Sixes. This doesn't happen. Think the sixes get everything they want, and Thunder get seconds.
1: Uh, things are going really well for your teams. Hats at the moment. Um, New South Wales, Sydney Sixes, <laughs> and the WBBL. Beware the men's in the Magenta this season. We're building building for what? We're building for something big. We're, we've got injuries, we'll get Phoebe soon <laughs> if, if the senior players do their role. Any other players we should have a, a little a check on in terms of not not wanting to overhype yeah. them because like you say, in the game at the moment there's so much opportunity mm. and that can be a different pressure to expectation and all that. So, yeah. you know, you've got women's IPL, you've got yeah. the 100, you can have them almighty fill up 12 months a year. But... Any youngsters coming through that's like, oh, just keep an eye on them. They could be really good.
2: Well, I think one that's kind of fell off the scene a little bit was come back on, Georgia Vol for the Brisbane Heat. She's played some important roles for them. I'd like to see her break the shackles a little bit and show us the power that she possesses. But um, she's one, and I think um, Chloe Ainsworth from the Scorchers, I hadn't really heard of her too much, was in the under-19 World well, Cup squad but broke her thumb in the first warm-up game over there so didn't end up playing, but come out taking a a bucket of wickets for the Perth Scorchers and been really exciting to watch. So those two young guns are, are, are what's exciting about mm. Australian cricket at the moment, that they're they're only babies, but they're performing on the big stage.
0: And, and the overseas players, have we got the numbers right? Do we do we need more? Do we need less? Or have we got it right?
2: I think now that teams have cottoned on to the fact that you can have four, but obviously only three play, yeah. it makes it a lot easier to sort of rotate through. I mean, we saw sixes last night, no Jess Kerr, but Lindsay Smith slots back into the order, whereas yeah. traditionally I think... Uh, we've struggled to find someone to fill a, a big role like that. So I think I think it's right at the moment. I yeah. think it's giving our domestic players enough opportunity to come out and perform, which is exactly what the competition has a small role in, in playing. So I think it's right at the moment. But in the women's game at the moment, there's only a small finite amount of the best players that are playing in these big tournaments. So it's about finding that the next talent underneath that are going to do just as, yeah. uh, as good of a job, which is important.
1: So the Blokes BBL got shortened. Mm. Everyone had a problem with it. So they they, they listened and, and brought it back. What about the women's big bash? What does it need? Because it's obviously like you say, it's a great grounding for for state cricketers and the meeting of the international cricketers with the state cricketers.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm also of the belief that it needs to be shortened. And I think most of the playing group, 98% of the playing group are are on board with that. I think some of the domestic players are a little bit worried that we're taking cricket off them, but mm. I think in the long run that'll be put back into, you know, whether it is a WNCL or having some sort of state-based T20 competition. I think it needs to be shorter, and I think this issue of the technology goes away. You know, if Channel 7 and Fox pick up the 40 games instead of the 56 or whatever it is at the moment, they want to televise that. All of a sudden, we've got DRS, we've got the technology, the mm. right decisions are being made, and all this this chat goes away. So, yeah, I think it definitely needs to be shorter.
1: Here we go then. The Keeper quiz.
0: Before this starts, yeah, well, I've been set up a couple of times with people <laughs> – quiz for the day. What about day? your set up off the top here today? You didn't even well, let me know about that. Well, I was just telling you about how exciting Halloween is and parents okay. should get involved and embrace their kids well, when they do it. Probably. So Halloween. be careful with this because yeah. <laughs> so I can see at the corner of my eye, Sam laughing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. You go. both get a crack at this, all right? So just jump in with the answer as soon as you think. Don't need to do buzzes or anything. Just give us an answer straight away.
2: I think they can tell our voices apart, I hope.
1: <laughs> I'd hope so. <laughs> I hear it enough on the stump marks. <laughs> <logs. laughs> Question one. Across all formats, which bowler did Hads combine for the most dismissals? Don't even know if that was English. I didn't read it properly, but you get the, the drift. Jono. Mitch Johnson. 106 and 152 matches. That's a wow. lot.
2: It wouldn't oh. surprise me that you know the answers to all these because you are like the epitome of cricket snuff.
1: Yeah. Rain Man over here, and I've
2: got uh, the memory of a goldfish. God, you're, you're just so, as bad so, no way. <laughs> I've got the memory of a goldfish, so if it's about me, I've got no idea.
1: How many stumpings in those hundred six? By the way, I oh, would have loved best those. <laughs> I would have taken take all my other
0: dismissals. Let me be in that moment to have that one. <laughs> okay, righto. Uh,
1: Hads had one dismissal with Shane Warne. Who was it?
2: Alistair Campbell. Oh, New bang! Zealand.
0: Heels over the top. Yeah. Thank but I, I wasn't thinking about Alistair Campbell. I was just remembering Warney saying, do not miss a stumping off him.
2: <laughs> Did you miss any off him? No. Oh, well, but I didn't go.
0: know it was Alistair Campbell. All okay. I was thinking is, this is Shane Warnie staying in the game, Brad. <laughs> don't, so see, cool. He's going to bowl a flipper. He's going to bowl a le- – oh, oh, no. Yep, got him. <laughs> <laughs> I fumbled a little bit too. For 124, by the way, he'd already got off. Yeah, that wasn't the best <laughs> part about that game. What? It was Ricky Ponting giving it the whole time. To Andy Flower About being ranked The number one batsman In the world Oh yeah Yeah He said you don't win Any games You bat for yourself It was on I'm I'm sitting really? there going I'm not ready for this <laughs> I soon warmed wow. into it But it was good What was Andy saying? He
1: didn't, what, what can you say To Ricky Ponting? He averaged about 80 at the time <laughs> True. True True Right uh, Heels One for you Across all formats Which player Did you combine With For The most dismissals That still sounds wrong That sentence But you know what I mean same as Hadza's first one.
2: Do you want me to give you a crack at it or yeah, I have I a crack. An yeah. I've got
1: two in mine. Uh, well, just one? Perry or Stalaka? No. Ooh. Wrong both.
2: Megan shoot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hadn't got to my answer yet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Fuck well, you were going down the wrong path. Well, I was just thinking out loud. I had a few other names to come up. It was up. a
2: lot of T twenty cricket, so kind of those yeah. early on it was a lot of one day cricket. I
1: thought it was Perry. Okay. In T20 internationals, do you have more catches or stumpings as a wicketkeeper?
2: Surely stumpings.
1: Use stumpings, yep. 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 59 stumpings, 55 catches.
2: That's closer than I thought. You don't often get many catches, so.
1: Two as a non-keeper as well.
2: Stumpings. Yes. Uh, No. (laughs) 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 They judge a keeper
0: on how good they are up to the stumps. Okay. I did
2: field for a couple of these T20 World Cups that you brought up before I was a fielder, so I do have a couple. Dropped a few
1: too. 3-1. It is at the moment. Your maiden international dismissal was New Zealand's Amy Satterthwaite Mm -hmm. in Adelaide 2010. Yep. Who was the bowler?
2: Do you know this at all? Perry. (laughs) Renee Farrell. Boom. Renee Farrell. Taking the ball away from Satterthwaite lefty.
1: After your comment at the start of this quiz about goldfish, you are the smartest goldfish I have ever met in my life. She's in your head already. <laughs> Not in my head. You're 4-1 down, pal. You've got three questions left. You're in trouble. Mate, am I? I'll tell you right now. Whoa. What about this one? Who kept wicket for Australia in the very first women's test in
2: 1934?
1: Oh, um. <laughs> 1934.
0: <laughs> It's going to say Christina Matthews, but she's not that old.
2: Oh. <laughs> she would hate me for that. I know she doesn't hear <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> Just
1: because WA are going well doesn't mean you need to go and oh, start, no. start throwing barbs around like
2: um, that. Um, I actually, I it hasn't, it's escaped me, but I do know the answer to that. But I don't.
1: Hazel Pritchard. But yes. Hilda Hills was the designated wicker keeper. However, Hills broke her nose while batting in the first innings. Uh. So Pritchard kept in both.
2: Yeah. Hazel um, rings a bell. So there put on go. a pioneer.
1: Okay. If you don't get this, get out. All right? Okay. Hang on. Is and, this
2: uh, um, Dormy? Uh, it's 4-1. Yeah, it's 4-1. You, you're
1: gone. You can only get it back to 4-3, which is a noble loss as opposed to 6-1, which is a I'll never let you forget we, we've about. We've got it to get out, you have yeah. got to let our guests
0: <laughs> keep coming in. They're complaining about no, you. No, no,
1: no. Mate, if it's 6-1. Mm. <laughs> uh, which former Aussie wicketkeeper had the books titled The Gloves of Irony and... Marsh.
2: Rod Marsh. Yeah, there you go. Damn.
1: Yes. <laughs> Look at how competitive you mm. <laughs> are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Out of you two, who has the most international hundreds?
2: Me,
1: yep. No, oh. tie. Oh, <laughs> tie. Trick question. So it's four two. It ends. Hads four tests, two one days. Heels five one days, one t twenty.
2: Oh wow! I mean, I'd kill for four test hundreds. So
1: mm. three against England. You've only played a handful of tests.
2: Yeah, but you know, does it high. still frustrate
1: mm. you though that there's not more of those? Well, oh, it is what yeah. it is.
2: It is what it is. But we'll mm. get more.
1: I'll give you a chance to get it back to four three. All right, it's four two at the moment. I'll give you a chance to get it to five two, which I'll never <laughs> do. It's a tiebreaker question. It's the closest to the pin, basically. What is the combined number of games played for the Sydney Sixers by you both combined? One fifty. Uh, one fifty is the answer from
2: one six five.
1: Hads, well done. You got it back to four three. One four eight, very close. Oh,
2: you didn't play very many. No. Nah. I've played, played what, deeps. like 120 yeah. or something? Yeah.
1: yeah. 32, but he's been out there with his pom poms ever since uh, on the sideline. <laughs> 116, 116. For your yeah. good self. Uh, thanks so much for dropping by. Have to do it again. You haven't got much on at the moment, no. so you may <laughs> as well. We'll try. <laughs> if you're a spare, just um, text Sam if you're bored. And Talk
2: more cricket. We'll Why not?
1: Happily have you in here. But thanks so much and, and best of luck with the rehab as well.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: And Hads, you escaped there. 4 threes, all right. I'll Five take the win. Two. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to lose to a fellow keeper. Yeah, well done. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Stay safe. We'll be back on the weekend, everyone, with our review of the match against England. First thing Sunday morning. Catch you then for more Willow Talk.